born my forehead was pushed out with my eyes and nose were pushed back to my head and my fingers and toes were fused together me had no individual movement of them and to this day my toes are still fused uh, together and when I was born the doctors rushed me off to examine me and they also found out that I had no skull opening and no soft spot to allow the brain to grow and allow it to function normally. And because of that, the doctor said to my parents, you know, that they didn't think I would survive. Have you ever in your adult life looked at yourself in the mirror and said, what am I doing with my life? Well, you're not alone. No matter if you suffered from trauma, depression, anxiety, or feel stuck in your current situation like I did in the past, or are a super achiever, we all get to a place where we start hearing the ticking sound of life passing by, realizing at that moment that there has to be more to life than what there currently is. And all of a sudden, the who am I and what am I doing with my life questions come up, and that is usually the moment where we start to crave for more. That is the moment we start to crave for a sense of purpose. Join me and my inspiring guest on our journey to helping people just like you to find themselves, find a purpose, and not only break through whatever is holding them back from the life they always dreamed about, but also to develop the resilience, the mindset, and get the capabilities needed to turn those dreams into reality and to become the artists of their life. I am Rodolfo DeAngeli, and I welcome you to Life Artist Radio. Welcome to another episode of Life Artist Radio. Today is a very special, very, very special episode. Today I'm joined by Dorsey Ross. He will share his incredible story of resilience and determination to live life on his terms and how he was able to overcome the obstacles of being born with a birth defect called Apert syndrome and how the doctors at the time told his parents he likely wouldn't survive and recommended them to sending him into an institution to live out his days. Throughout the span of his life, Dorsey has gone through more than 60 surgeries, as well as having experienced the pain of bullying and being treated as an outcast. Well, his story is once again the proof of that what anybody says about you doesn't have to become your truth. He's the author of the book, Overcomer, Discovering God's Plan Against All Odds. You can find that on Amazon, and I will put the link in the notes. You can find him at on Instagram, Dorsey.Ross, on his website, www.dorseyrossministries.com. And here he is, all the way from Pennsylvania, USA, Dorsey Ross. Welcome to Life Artist Radio. Well, What's up, buddy? Absolutely. I, I, I couldn't wait to do this episode. This is... This is next level, you know. We, we talk sometimes about resilience and things that happens in people's lives, but then there is next level things that people have to go through. And uh, and you know, f- for being here, I really want to say thank you for for. I know already you will be inspiring me for sure, but uh, but I'm hundred percent sure you will be inspiring all of my audience with your story. So. The way I, I start this, right, Dorsey, is 
imagine we're going to go on a journey right now. You know, we're going to go journey back in time until our days today. So if you wish, um, could you bring me and everybody that will watch this or listening to this on a journey of Dorsey Ross's story? Absolutely. Well, I was born, I'm 45 years old, and I was born on January 16th, 1977, with, as you said, a birth defect called Aplet Syndrome. Mm-hmm. And what that is, is a congenital birth defect of the hands and the face. And when I was born, my forehead was pushed out with my eyes and nose were pushed back in my head and my fingers and toes were fused together right. me had no individual movement of them and to this day my toes are still fused uh, together right. and when I was born the doctors rushed me off to examine me and they also found out that I had no skull opening and no soft spot to allow the brain to grow and allow it to function normally. And because of that, the doctor said to my parents, you know, that they didn't think I would survive. They said, you know, he has no room for his brain to grow. He'll eventually become brain dead. And the best option that we can give to you is to put him into a institution and to let him be. Thankfully, my parents were both, you know, people of faith. They, you know, believed in God and they believed, you know, that that God had better plans and better opportunities for my life. And they told the doctor flat out, no, we're not going to sign the papers. You know, we can't do that to a child that God has given us. And, you know, they, you know, probably took them, took me a couple more days to get out of the hospital. And they found out in the meantime that doctors at Columbia Presbyterian Hospital in New York City, where I was originally, where I was born and grew up in, that doctors there were doing operations on babies like myself, and my parents, you know, took me there, and the doctor said, you know, he'll have struggles and he'll have difficulties that he'll have to overcome in his life, but he'll, you know, he'll survive. He'll be able to, you know, live. You know, they didn't really know how long I would live. You know, other doctors told my parents that they didn't think I would live till well past age of 18. And I had my first of many operations at six weeks of age to open the skull and to allow my brain to grow and allow it to function normally. And from six weeks of age till about uh, five years old, I had about 10 operations all lasting, you know, probably minimum up to 10 hours at a time, probably sometimes, you know, longer. And 
you know, at five years old, my parents, you know, found out about a school for people with disabilities on Long Island, and I was able to start to attend the school there called the Henry Fiskarty School for people with disabilities. And, you know, I grew up in that school, basically, and, you know, where other people may, you know, go to, you know, school, you know, high school and elementary school, you know, middle school and whatnot. I, you know, they had all of that in the one, in the one school program there. And, you know, at times I, you know, I struggle. I didn't do well in school. I didn't do well in certain classes. <clears throat> and even at that school, you know, people would, you know, be mean, unfortunately. People would, you know, tease me and make fun of me and pick on me, call me, you know, names and, you know, like monster and freak. And thankfully, you know, my parents, you know, loved me and cared for me and my sisters did the same thing. And they, you know, accepted me for who I was and they allowed, they, you know, treated me as someone without any type of birth defect and you know you think you know that they would hold me back and they would say you know be careful about what you would do and i'm and i'm sure in their minds you know they probably thought about that they probably thought you know hey what's dorsey gonna be able to do how you know what's he going to be able to accomplish but i never saw that side of them i saw the side of Hey, if Dorsey wants to go out and play, you know, baseball, we'll, you know, we'll let him go out and play baseball. My, wow. my hands, if you can see, my hands don't go up wow. all the way. I'm limited in my motions of my arms. So, you know, you know, I wasn't able to throw the ball maybe as far as someone else. Right. But they allowed me to play baseball. They allowed me to play football, you know, in the street and in the park. You know, they allowed me to, as I got older and was part of the floor hockey league in in high school, in junior high and high school, they allowed me to play hockey. Right. They allowed me to be part of a, a league for people with disabilities, you know, baseball and bowling league for people with disabilities. Wow. And, you know, as I started to, you know, grow up and, you know, grow in my faith in God and start to know who he was and who he is, you know, I was able to give my life to Christ at the age of 13 and accept him as my Lord and Savior. And, you know, even at times, in my life, we all struggle with doubt and we all struggle with with fears and worries and about, you know, what's going to happen as we get older and what's going to happen, you know, in our lives and what, what you know, what am I going to be able to, to do? You know, what's my career and job going to be? And I started to attend, I started to attend the youth group at my church where I grew up in, and 
you know, that again, the, the, you know, the total opposite of what I saw in my school was what I saw in these kids and in these, you know, the teenagers in this youth group, which was, you know, them loving on me and them caring for me and them just coming around and supporting me and what, what I did and what I was able to do and, you know, being a part of the, you, you know, youth retreats and going on all these trips with them. And I was able to start to, you know, minister to them and start to encourage them and start to, um, you know, just to encourage them in what, in what they wanted to do, you know, with their life. Wow. And, you know, you may not be able to hear it, you know, much now, but growing up, I had to, I had a speech impediment. And, you know, a lot of people didn't fully understand everything I said at times. And I had to go to speech therapy in, in the school. Man. And, you know, so growing up, you know, I didn't think about what I, you know, I didn't think that I was going to be, you know, a minister or evangelist or motivational speaker traveling around, you know, the country, you know, sharing my story. I didn't think that, you know, even last year or two years ago, I didn't think about doing podcasting and being on other people's podcasts and speaking to people, you know, across the world in Australia and all these other countries that, you know, people have had me on. And, you know, obviously growing up, I, you know, you said I, I've had 68 operations to reconstruct my face and to reconstruct my hands and to be able to separate my hands and to reconstruct my face to make me look more and more, you know, quote unquote, normal. And my dad would tell me that, you know, the doctors would come out and would, you know, look at him and to see what his face, you know, looked like. Oh, wow. The curvature of his face. And they would try to, you know, shape it and try to, you know, make it look more, you know, like him so that I can look more like my dad and more, you know, like I belonged, which I did, obviously, but I, you know, like I belonged in this, in this family. And, you know, there were times when, you know, I wanted to give up. I wanted to, you know, end my life. I would get frustrated and I would get angry and I would get upset about, you know, whether it be the people making fun of me or, you know, not not understanding why I was going through what I was going through and not understanding why, you know, a loving, caring God would make me the way that he did. But I would, you know, I started to realize that. I started to realize that, you know, he made me this way for a reason and a purpose, that he had a plan and a purpose for my life, that he created me inside my mother's room even before I was born. 
Wow. And one of my one of my life sayings is can't is not in my vocabulary. And I say that because if you get to know me, you know, long enough and you know, you hear my story, you realize that I never I would I've have very rarely used the word can't or I'm not going to be able to to do this or I'm not gonna be able to do to do that. If you put something in front of me and you say, hey, Dorsey, go and try that, you know, I'll probably be the first one to say, okay, I'll try and do that. That is amazing, dude. <laughs> you know, like I said earlier, I, my arms are not, you know, can't go up all the way. But I, I've been up on those, you know, indoor rock roll, rock, rock roll oh, wow. climbing. <laughs> what a legend, man. I'm telling you, wow, no doubt you'll be speaking all over the world, man. Your story is absolutely outstanding. It's like crazy. Like people, you know, like you say, normal people, right? They worry about what, what shirt I'm going to wear today because maybe someone is going to judge me. Right. And you are like, you know what? Get out of the way. I'm going to take care of this shit, right? right. <laughs> it's like, man, your story is like mind-blowing, mind-blowing because the resilience and the mindset you need to go through all of that. And like you said before, I never use, I can't. And that is so, so powerful. But another thing I want to salute you upon is the faith. You know, the faith, I believe faith and trust is the main components of life. And for you to having found that at 13 years old, this is wow. Wow. You know, um, Wow. I mean, I can't, I can't even imagine, right? I mean, I have gone through my own struggles and so on and so forth. And obviously we knew, we do compare struggles and one is more than the other and all of right. that. But still, you know, the, the story, the history of you, your story is, is, you know, it's, it's not a common thing. you got to go through 68 uh, operation. People are calling you names and this and that. And, but, but yet you have experienced more thing. I have never played hockey. I have never played hockey. I never thrown a ball in baseball, brother. I haven't, I do not know, right, how to do that. But you did all of that. Um, you know, I believe you are more normal than normal people are. <laughs> I'm telling you the honest truth because the faith that you have, God, like you said, they had a bigger plan for you. Man, they serving you life on a on a golden platter, my friend. And to be to be allowed and privileged to witness and hearing this from yourself rather than reading it or or being or hearing it, but really being here with you. Um, wow, I am humbled. And okay. it's gonna get me to think a lot of things after our call for sure. But I wanna ask you one thing: what was the hardest thing for you? Obviously, a lot of operation, hours and hours and hours under, under you know, doctors' hands and so on and so forth. But bullying and all that kind of stuff, right? But what do you think for you the the most, you know, the hardest trials, the hardest challenges that you had to overcome? What would you say they were for you? Well, I would say number two, I said a little earlier ago was you know my schooling, right? New school. And as I got older, I had to have a meeting to <clears throat> determine what I would do after I 
graduated, you know, would I, you know, go on to college? Would I go on to, you know, maybe a training program for people with disabilities? Or maybe would I go on to, you know, just to go in, into a, you know, a local workforce and, you know, work in a, a store or something. But my desire and what I believed, what I, what I felt, you know, what I wanted to do was to become a youth pastor and to, to minister to the youth and to speak life and truth, you know, to the youth. And, you know, I went on to college, I went on to community college, and it was very difficult, you know, for me. And the first couple of weeks, you know, that I was at the school was difficult. And again, I had my, my, both of my parents were very supportive, and they said, hey, look, if you want to do this, go ahead. Go ahead and do it, and see what, see what happens. I had my mom in the in the kitchen one day, and I remember this very clearly. I asked her, I said, Mom, how long do you think it will take me to finish college? And she said, I don't care if it takes you 10 years as long as you finish. Well, it took me four years in a two-year community college, and one of the reasons why I did finish was because I found out that they had a Kayafa Christian group on that campus. And it was those in that group and in that Bible study that helped me to, you know, that helped me to stay there and to help me to not to give up and not to quit. And then How I, old were you then? How old were you then? I started uh, Bible I started community college when I was nineteen. Okay. Oh. And it was, it was back in 1996, from from 1996 to to 2000, was when I was in community college. And then I started Bible college in in 2000. And then you know I got a call in August of 2002. And this is the this is the first thing. That was probably the hardest thing that I've had to face so far in my life was that I got a call in August of 2002 from my dad and my sister, whatever it was, that my mom had had a stroke and she ended up in the hospital. And at the same time, I had fallen on on the Bible, on the campus of the Bible College and I had broken my arm. And I had to go to the hospital and, you know, get pins put in my arm. And several months later, in December, December 7, 2002, I got another call from my sister that my mom had passed away. Oh, wow. And, you know, a lot of people may have said, well, you know, we wouldn't mind, or we wouldn't, you know, you know, we wouldn't, um, you know, we wouldn't care if you took, you know, some time off, or we wouldn't, you know, we we would be, we would, you know, understand if you took time off from from Bible college and 
went home and, you know, took care of your dad for a while and, you know, be with him for a while. <clears throat> but even after that, I was still, you know, came came back to Bible college and, and um, you know, did my final for that semester. And in January 2003, I still, still went on. Still went on to to Bible college and you know for the year um and on May fifth, two thousand five, I was able to, you know, cross the stage to receive my bachelor's arts degree in, in youth ministry. Wow. Wow. You you had a mission, right? I mean the unfortunate I'm sorry to hear about your mom, by the way, but you had a mission, right? This, you had to keep going. Right. As much as I am 100% sure you wanted to be there with your father, but, you know, God's mission was so big that you just had to carry on, right? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Man. And it took, you know, my, like I said earlier, my mom said, I don't care if it takes you 10 years to finish. It took me, you know, four years in a, in a two-year community college and five years in a four-year Bible college for a total of, you know, nine years. So she wasn't, she wasn't that far off. Man, but who gives a crap, <laughs> right? I mean, man, um, uh, there's, there's people that never start and people who never will finish. Yeah. You know, you you are just just next level man you're just next level you know something you just said earlier and you said something that another guest of mine also a pastor by the way his name is paul paul henderson and you said it something very similar you said i speak life and i speak truth into those kids and and he said that he speaks life into people so yeah. you guys have a very, very similar saying. And when you when you actually brought it up, I'm like, whoa! I have because I have a little paper here right. that I that I you know wrote down when he said it. I'm like, wow! Speaking life into people is amazing. And now today you say, I speak life and I speak truth into those kids. And you know, I, I am sure you would agree. The world right now needs a lot of speaking life. Um, you know, into the youth and, and, and people as well, of course, with all that is going on. So, um, my goodness, um, it's great to have you on the light team, my friend. It's great to have you on the light team. So, so today you live in Pennsylvania and today you're a pastor. So what, what, what's life today? Yeah, life today is, you know, just trying to, you know, get speaking engagements and trying to, you know, get those dates on the calendar for me to go out and, and share my story and share what, you know, what God has done in my life. Right, 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 right. And so if you look forward, right, because you said when I was little, there was no, or still life is, there's no can't, I can't, you know, anything, I can do anything. If you would say, what is the vision that you have of Dorsey's life, you know this legacy, this 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 life that you're living, which is absolutely mind blowing. What is that you see? What is it that I do not know? And what is it that the world doesn't know yet? But perhaps 
perhaps uh, God made you already see that vision. What is that for you? For, well, for my own life, it, you know, taking it one one step at, step at a time. And, you know, we, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, you know. Mm, <clears throat> and, they, and they, you know, the world can end tomorrow. We don't, you know, nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow. So I'm just taking it, you know, one step at a time and, you know, God willing, maybe I will travel to travel, you know, physically to other countries and and speak and share my share my story. But you know, we just need to focus on today and you know, focus on what's happening today. You know, the Bible even says, you know, no one knows what's gonna happen tomorrow. So That's we right. need to focus on focus on today. That's right. That's right. And what would you say to someone who is going through a challenge, going through something that perhaps connected to the past, or perhaps it's just happening right now that doesn't doesn't see the light, doesn't doesn't see the end of the tunnel? Yeah. Um, what would you say to 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 someone like that? Because I'm sure there's a lot of those people right now. Absolutely. I would just say, you know what? Don't don't give up. Don't. Don't quit and you know, you feel like quitting or you feel like giving up, don't don't quit and don't give up. And mm. just know that there's you know, it's sometimes life is rough and life is tough sometimes and but there is a light at the at the end of that tunnel. There mm. is, you know, you will eventually see that light at the end of the tunnel. And just, you know, have, you know, have faith and believe in God and know that, you know, that that there is a light at the end of that tunnel. And, you know, you mentioned my social media um, outlet earlier, and, you know, please, you know, you feel that way, get in touch with me, you know, contact me, we, let's talk, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tell me another thing, you know, you have gone through so many operations in your life, so that is you know i believe that requires another level of faith as well because at the end of the day we put our lives in the hand of someone else right yes we are guided yes we are protected from above but at the end of the day there is still humans that we have to give our bodies and our lives to to help us you know get better and so on and so forth so what would you think what would you say to someone who perhaps is going through a challenge in her in his in his or her health and perhaps you know is doing tests and is waiting for results and you know that that anxiety that builds from from doing those things what would you recommend how would you say to that person you know to to limit the level of anxiety and the the level of you know uncertainty uh, how could a person prepare or just you know wait for that result to come through or for perhaps that operation to happen or whatever it all is how would you how would you recommend, how would you guide a person to go through a phase of, of perhaps their life like that? Yeah, well, I, I've been there. You know, I've been there waiting, you know, waiting for the results of that test and, you know, the blood results who were like, you know, like you said, you know, waiting for that next operation that you have, you're going to have to face and you don't, you don't really know what's going to happen. You know, you don't know, really know what's going to happen after that operation or, after that test result comes back, you don't know what's going to happen. And I would just say, you know, 
relax, you know, relax and don't don't fear and don't don't fear and don't don't um don't threat at that time, you know. When it you know when you get the test result back, then you know if it's a bad result, then you can you know talk to the doctor and say, hey, what's the next step? What do we do now? What you know? What's the next? What's the best? What's the next best? You know, scenario that we can do to help my health and help my body to you know get through this time in my in my life. Yeah, just worry about the one next step ahead, yeah. right? Don't go That's too good. far into the future, right? Because we have no control over that. And that is so powerful, you know. I mean, I'm sharing this. I'm I'm, I'm really asking this question because years ago, only uh, three years ago, my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer, and uh, you know, it was it was a rough time. Today, she's cancer free, and everything went really well. Uh, you know, I'm sure. Um, you know, God, uh, our God, Spirit, whatever anybody believes in, I hope someone believes in something. Um, you know, it, it definitely was there guiding us and, and, and making sure she was okay. But I do remember, you know, every single time you go for a test and you go for, you know, getting some results back and so on. I remember very well, Grace, my wife, to be very stressed, very anxious about it. And I know that this is a normal thing and it's, you know, it's okay to feel that way. But uh, but like you say, you know, just just don't stress too much. Just wait for that results to come back, you know, and then we'll we'll take action upon there rather than you know creating something in our mind that perhaps never will happen, right? Right. And so so today, what is your what? How does your day look like? Like you you're speaking more often now. Is that your thing? Obviously, you're a pastor a minister and so on. So how do you, how do you serve your community today and, and so on? How, how is that part of your life today? I haven't, <clears throat> I haven't really gotten into, you know, serving the community so much because I just moved here, you know, almost a year ago now, just moved to PA. So I really haven't gotten my foot in the door as far as that goes. Right. But I am, you know, in the next couple of months, I will be, you know, ministering in my community and churches, you know, and sharing my, sharing my story. So that, that is one of the things I will be doing in, in the next couple of months in, in Westchester, PA, where, where I'm living now. That's amazing. That's amazing. And obviously you're sharing your story online, podcasting and everything like that. Listen, I think... I think your story is very, very powerful, and I think right now the way the world is is um, is very much needed, you know. But your story is also very much reflecting with people who might not have a disability, might not have a, a, a challenge as such, perhaps a trauma or anything like that. But it does reflect with, also with people who perhaps you know are starting something new, starting a new career, trying to lose some weight, or you know, want to read that next book or whatever, those little things that if you accumulate them, all of a sudden they become this big thing, right? Right. Um, so the approach for also those type of things, would you say it's the same way? Just keep going, just just see what works, adapt to that. What? How would you, how would you 
mentor or 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 um, speak to someone who just you know wants to go through those those I guess less less uh, seemingly um, stressful situation, but yet for the person itself, it's it it you know they they can't lose those way. They can't read that book. They can't start that business or whatever that is because that inner voice might be there you know, talking them down and so on and so forth. How would you go through that part? Because, you know, I, I, I trust that you had to overcome things like that as well through your right. schooling, learning and stuff like that, right? Yeah, I would just say the same thing, you know, don't don't give up. You know, don't, you know, if you wanting to, you know, as you said, wanting to find a new, you know, or or create a new job or create a new, you know, new business, you know, don't give up, you know, just, you know, if somebody says no, then go, you know, go to somebody else and talk to them or go to a different bank and talk to them and see what they say, you know, don't, don't give up. That's something that you're desiring, something that you, you're wanting to do. Don't give up until all those doors are closed. You know, don't, don't give up. That's that's so good. If it's no, go to the next person. Absolutely agree with you. Uh, tell me another thing. We live in a world of social media. We live in a world where we are bombarded by, you know, things of everything is perfect. You know, everybody else's life is perfect. They got the best car, the best house, the best bodies. The, everything is perfect, right? And we live in a world, unfortunately, where a lot of people, especially younger generation, are looking at that and they compare themselves to that and, and kind of like lose hope because they feel, well, I'm never going to be that. I'm never going to achieve that. How would you, how would you, um, how would you, what would you say to a person who kind of is looking to others and feels, you know, less than or, you know, is kind of challenged of that thing? Will I ever do that? I'm never that good enough or so on. What would yeah. you say to that, Dorsey? You know, I, I've learned, and I'm still learning this. I'm, I still have to teach myself this. And I have to, we, we all need to learn not to compare ourselves to other people, especially when we're in the same, you know, the same business or the same ministry or the same, you know, you know, whatever whatever that is, you know industry, you know, music industry or, you know, TikTok or, you know, Instagram or whatever it might be, you know, we, you know, we look at the numbers and we look at the, you know, the likes on the bottom and we're, or we're on Facebook and we post something and we're like, man, we only got two likes, why, you know, and somebody else posts the same thing and they got 10,000, you know, what, why is that, you know, we can't compare ourselves to other people. We have to look to ourselves, and we have to look into the to our inner self, and see what we're doing, and you know, make sure that we're doing what it is that we want to do in our life. You know, I, I you know, I look at other ministers. I'm like, man, I wish I could do that, but you know, what what I what they're doing, what I'm doing, two different, you know, maybe maybe the same thing, but maybe two different things as far as what it is that, you know, what I believe is what God has for me. Wow. You know, what, what someone is doing on Facebook or social media or even in, in school, 
You're not, you're not, you're not that person. You're, you're your own self. So just do you, right? Exactly. Just do you. <laughs> and I, and I believe, and I totally, totally, um, agree with what you're just saying there because. I believe everybody has their own crowd. All we all have the people we have to serve, right? right? We, we can't cross over, and we can't become someone else because we'll never be that. But also, those people are not our people. Yeah. Our people will it will be found as we as we walk our path, as you are walking your journey. You know, as I walk my journey, and everybody else. You know, we will find our people as we walk along. All yeah. we gotta do is keep walking, right? Exactly. Absolutely. Well, I am conscious of your time, Dorsey, and I really appreciate you. I mean, wow, mind-blowing. Your story is just incredible. And the resilience and also the determination of going out there, putting yourself out there, not caring one thing about anything else because your mission is to speak life and to speak truth. And I, I'm, I'm going to put that on a piece of paper as well. I'm telling you next to, next to Paul's Henderson's quote, because I, I found that to be absolutely, absolutely beautiful. Um, so I'm conscious of that. So I'm going to, I'm going to go to the, to the final stage of our, of our podcast here. And, you know, there's a, one, one of the questions is a funny question within the questionnaire. And that is, share your favorite song, one of your favorite song with me, right? And oftentimes people say, well, what, what is this thing about? That's so weird, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm not sure if you had that as well. Like, what the heck? It's like, it's asking me for my song, what's up? Uh, but yeah, so we are now at that part where we're going to play that song actually for a very short moment. And then we're going to get back here. I'm going to ask you a question about that. And uh, usually... That song uh, does some very magical things. And let's see if that happens today as well. And I'm pretty sure it will. I have never heard the song. I never listen to the songs people share with me. Sometimes I might know it, but oftentimes I don't. And I actually am listening it with you for the first time. So with that, I will play this song right now. I keep fighting voices in my mind that say I'm not enough Every single lie that tells me I will never measure Just the sum of every high and every low Remind me once again just who I am Because I need to know
you say by Lauren Daigle. <laughs> what does this song mean to you, brother? You know, I think, you know, the lyrics speak to me, you know, you know, the way she sings it and the lyrics, you know, it almost echoes my life and echoes what, you know, parts of my life or what, I, what I've been through. Um, <clears throat> this is the moment <clears throat> I usually get all choked up and super, super emotional because um, it's exactly what that song is. What, this is why that question is there. What is the song? What is your song? And trust me, every single human that came onto this podcast that shared their songs, and after they chat, and after they share, and we play that song, that song is the bow that closes this session, that closes this story. <clears throat> I find it to be incredible. It happens every single freaking time. It's amazing. And it absolutely, it, it describes your story a story of resilience, a story of mission. <sighs> wow. <sighs> I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Amazing. Anybody else would have given up a million times. People give up for little stuff which is, you know, insignificant. You know, life is about living. Life is about, like you said, speaking life, speaking truth. You know, it's about carrying on no matter what. And share your story because it's beautiful and it's impactful. And I am blessed to have been able to have you as a guest on, on my show and, and, and share your story with my audience and, and put it out there. So... I really want to thank you for this, uh, Dorsey. I really appreciate you a lot. Thank you. Um, and uh, I'm going to give you the, the mic for a second for the last time if you want to end. Oh, actually, no, actually, I got one more thing. One more thing. I nearly forgot. You you nearly got me here with this whole thing, I'm telling <laughs> you. <laughs> so I finished the, 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 the podcast with this question, which is the last question I have for you. <clears throat> and the question is, if you could ask yourself a question and give yourself the answer, what question would you ask Darcy Ross? So you're asking if I had, if I had asked myself a question right now in today's day, right now? Yeah. What, what answer would I give myself? Yeah. What's the question? What's the answer you will give yourself? I'll probably ask myself, I mean, well, I may ask my, I would ask myself, would I, do I think I will ever get married? (laughs) (laughs) Nice song. And my answer would be, yes, I hope so. Yes. You freaking legend, dude. You absolutely will, brother. You absolutely will. It will be a blessing for any woman um, to... Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. Absolutely. Let's put it out there. Let's put it out there. (laughs) Amazing, brother. Amazing. Thank you so much for, for being here, man. And 
and now I'm going to back what I said before. I, I'm going to give you the mic if you if you want to share something, want to say one last thing, whatever that is. The mic is yours, and then we're going to wrap it up right after that. Okay. Guys, like I said in my story, you know, don't, you know, don't give up. Don't quit in whatever you file or whatever the issue that you're facing is. And as I said in earlier, if you guys want to um, contact me on Facebook or Instagram, you know, please, please do. And we'd love to, uh, we'd love to talk to you. That is amazing. Absolutely reach out to him. Um, Dorsey Ross, you can find him on Instagram, Dorsey.Ross on his website, www.dorseyrossministries.com. Go on Amazon, grab his book, Overcomer, Discovering God's Plans Against All Odds. It's available now. Go and get that. And this is the end of this show, my dear brother. And I'm so grateful for, for, for oh my God, for having witnessed this. You made me cry at the end. You're freaking, you're a freaking legend, man. And keep doing what you're doing because the world reads it more than ever. So thank you, thank you, thank you for that. And I'm going to wrap this up by saying thank you for everybody that was on, um, watching live, listening to this episode in the future, whatever that is. If you enjoy this, please subscribe to this podcast as I be able to send you some notification when the new podcasts come out. Leave me a review, help me grow and serve you even better and share this podcast with friends and family. Put it on social media, put it everywhere because remember nothing that is given to you is for you to keep but to be, ser- but to be shared. And I believe that this amazing message that Dorsey Ross just shared with us needs to get out in the world. So please share that. And I thank you for being here. Thank you for spending your time with us um, today. And I wish you well. You stay well. If you go to un, um, over, I'm sorry, my, I'm, I'm so choked up about this whole thing. If you go to ultimatesuccess.me, you'll get a freebie from me, a beautiful starting kit for you to take that next step, whatever that is in your life. If you go there, you get it. And it's available right now. And otherwise, tune in the next time we are on. And I thank you. I wish you well. And I shall talk to you very, very soon. Ciao.